Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris. We welcome back today Liana from Seeking the Now. She comes and talks to us about her southwest US road trip, including Colorado. And um, we joke about trying to find the right title for it uh, in the podcast. Um, She does quite a few things in in just the week uh, road trip that she did, but super fascinating to hear about it as always. And I really recommend you go out and check her profile on Instagram, Seeking the Now. Some really incredible photos and stories on there for you. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing, following, telling a friend, all that good stuff. But otherwise, let's just get straight into it. Welcome, Liana, back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me again. It's my pleasure. Um, So although it's only um, it's been a few months since the last episode, it's only been a few moments since uh, I hit stop record (laughs) and start record again. But the last episode you were in was back on the 11th of May, where we talked about Mount Baker. So if anyone hasn't listened to that, then feel free to go back and give that a listen, because that's quite quite an extraordinary little story over two two days of pretty epic hike so yeah and and today we are talking about my southwest road trip which also includes colorado (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I think i've decided on a name by the time this podcast has gone up hopefully but southwest road trip including colorado and many other activities episode (laughs) x (laughs) it's gonna be a really long sentence like (laughs) yeah (laughs) People are like, we, uh, mm, okay, maybe not, no. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not scrolling on the on the car yeah. screen you're listening to or on the phone screen you're listening to, then yeah. I haven't done the title correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, you did a pretty epic road trip. I'm excited to hear more about it. But what were your over- overall views? How, how did it go for you? It was one of the most spontaneous road trips I've ever done. Um, it was definitely one of the most fun. Um, I had been wanting to go to Utah and forever, and I love Colorado. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds for me. Mm. Perfect. So you had some key objectives, you could say, if we we're going to go a bit corporate on it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to go to go and achieve. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll what... go into the, like, oh, you go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think I think you're about to do it. I was just going to ask you. Why did you do the trip? How did it come about? And that quite interesting uh, scenario you put yourself in. Definitely. Um, Okay, so to give a little bit backstory, I was sitting actually at my job. um, I was working in an architecture firm at this point. And my friend texted me and she was like, hey, Liana, like I'm going to a wedding in Colorado and flights are super cheap right now. Like it would be so fun to do a road trip down there. Like, do you want to come? And of course I'm like, yes, I want to go. But at this point, like, I don't have any PTO. This same friend and I had just done like a Banff road trip. And so I had used up all the time off I had. And I was like, not gonna be able to make this happen. And I had been a little bit like, not a little bit, I've been pretty unhappy at this job for probably the last couple, like three months. And I had been considering quitting, but it wasn't really like, didn't seem like the time. Um, but I asked her, I was like, so when are you thinking of doing this? And she was like, oh, well, it's in two weeks. And my wheels just kind of like started spinning. 
And she started sending me all these photos. She was like, look where we could be. Like, look at, <laughs> look at how pretty this is. And I was She's like, a proper friend then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she was just dangling that right in front, that carrot right in front of my nose. And I bit like hardcore. I was like, you know what? I could just quit. You know, I could probably just quit the job. And she was like, what? Like you would, you would do that? I was like, <laughs> I mean, like if I put in my resignation letter on Friday, I have exactly two weeks until I leave for this road trip. Like that seems perfect. Like it seems quite <laughs> And um, yeah, so I, I did that. <laughs> um, I went and I put in my resignation letter, which I actually don't think shocked anybody at the company I was at. Like they yeah. were kind of waiting. They knew that I was like, getting really interested in other things and I was I'm not fit for office life like I can't mm. sit still and sit at a, a, the same desk eight hours a day it kind of drives me nuts um and so I was ready for like the next thing um but my biggest fear was actually telling my parents because like how do you go and tell your parents look mom and dad I got invited on this road trip so I quit my corporate job and <laughs> now I'm gonna leave and I have really no plan after this um it seemed like, you know, not like their favorite thing to hear from their daughter that is like a year out of college. Um, but so I went and I told them and to my surprise, actually, my mom just started like dying laughing. She was like, OK, you're ridiculous, but like, where are you going? And I was like, well, my friend Kendall, like she really wants to like climb this mountain, Mount Sneffels in <laughs> and she just like stopped and she stared at me and she was like, wait, like Mount Sneffels, which like it's not a name you forget. Um, and it turns out that actually she at 23 had quit her job in Minnesota and had driven out to backpack around this exact same mountain, um, which was like kind of insane. And she just like started laughing. She was like, of course, you're going to one up me and go to the top. Like you would, like you would be the one to like, I went and like backpacked around the whole base, but like you've decided to summit the mountain, of course. Um, But that that kind of like alignment with it made me think that I was like on the right track somehow. So I felt a little bit better (laughs) about quitting my job and kind of going on this spontaneous road trip. And to me, it was like the only way to do it. Like, I don't think I would have been able to quit my job and just like gone back to my apartment and been like, well, just going to hang out in Seattle for a couple like months. (laughs) I needed something to kind of jumpstart it. And so a totally spontaneous road trip, like we had planned pretty much none of it. Um, We didn't have any places to stay, nothing booked. Um, We didn't even really have the car booked until we got there. And so, yeah, but it ended up being this like amazing adventure that I think like really made me see what like my life could be like without like a job like that and what I could turn it into and it was yeah it was amazing for sure and and you know it especially when you're when you're on the 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 brilliant side of 30 you can afford to <laughs> to yeah you can afford throughout every single one of those years to quit a job if you need to unless I- you're doing it every two months in which case maybe and advice to stay in a job a little longer (laughs) or stop accepting offers which clearly aren't good for you but um but no but you can do that and if you're unhappy you've you've got to do it your mental health is so important and what a way to do it too (laughs) yeah I really like went out with the bang um yeah I mean I think for me like I just 
this is such a funny analogy. I need to find the right mountain to climb, right? Like I didn't want to spend like five years at this job and realize, oops, like I actually don't really like this that much. And I've like made all this progress towards a goal I don't even want to achieve. Like I don't even care about getting to the top of this ladder. Um, and so I just felt like I needed to give myself some space to go see what mountain it was that I really did want to climb because I think it's like fair, like I know everything takes work, but if you're not putting in the work in the right place, it's not going to take you where you want to go. And I had like been telling myself since I was 11 that I wanted to be an interior designer only to get into like the dream job of this interior design world and realize maybe this isn't it. Um, And that was kind of like a big moment for me because I think when you put like 11 years of your life into crafting this identity around who you're going to be, it's hard to accept that maybe that's not it. And for me to like really, I guess, be able to figure that out, I needed some time just to be and just to like take without putting myself in like, oh, I have to get a like an important job and I have to work my way up the ladder I just needed time to kind of see what it was that like lit my soul on fire and made me excited about life and see where I could put my efforts that would be taking me to the places I actually wanted to go that fit the life that I fit with me for sure yeah for sure so we've got this we've quit our jobs for all the (laughs) blimmin fantastic reasons we've got this road trip so as an overview, what were the main stops you, you went through? Okay, so we started in Denver. Um, I flew from Seattle to Denver, and I met my friend there who was already there because of a wedding. Yeah. And so she, her and I, we left from Denver, and we ended up, our first stop was in Arches. So it's, like, right near Moab in Utah. And from there, we, like, did a, um, a midnight hike there, and we then ended up driving from there to Bryce Canyon, where we hung out for another day. It was a pretty quick, like, turnaround, because we were trying to hit a ton of places within, like, seven days. So from Bryce Canyon, we then went to Zion. And then from Zion, we went to Lake Powell. And then from Lake Powell, we drove all the way back up to Colorado, and we went to Telluride, where Mount Sneffels, that mountain I was talking about with my mom, was. And that's where we kind of ended our trip. and well, I guess we then flew out of Denver again, but that was the last spot. Perfect. So we're flying in and you've, you've met your friend in Denver and I'm sure many excitement, <laughs> <laughs> exciting things. That wasn't grammar, was it? <laughs> many ex- exciting things has, has happened. Um, the car, is that worth noting at all or was that just a standard rental car? Uh, well, we had it a Ferrari. supposed to have, oh, I wish. It was a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> it was the cutest Subaru ever. <laughs> it was brown. It was actually really ugly, but we came to love our Subaru because we slept in it every single night as yeah. we had not planned anything. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Kind of living that van life, this Subaru oh, life. <laughs> 100%, except a van would be so much better because you can stand up. Like, it yeah. was just your neck, really, trying to sleep yeah. in it. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, no. it's it's odd, isn't it? With with the car, it's no matter how far you recline that seat, that's it's just nothing is comfortable. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, and then when we had to sleep every night, so we actually like I got like these paddleboards sponsored that I was able to like bring along with me, but they were huge. So 
we had to like unload half of our car every night to be able to sleep in it. So I would like wake up in the middle of the night thinking somebody was like going to try and steal my paddle boards, which were like sitting outside the car. It was a mess, but a fun mess. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing day one, then you've got, you've got the, um, the brown beast oh. <laughs> and um, you're setting off to your first location. How long does it take to get there? What are you doing there? Talk us through, you mentioned a hike, didn't you? So talk us yeah. through that hike. What's that like? Yeah, so we ended up um, leaving Denver around, like, I think noon, and we got into Moab, like, or Arches area, probably around, like, I want to say 7 p.m., and we immediately decided that we wanted to do a hike, but it's pretty much, like, getting dark at this point, so we just pull up to this, like, random parking lot, and I guess there's a place called Delicate Arch, and it's this um, amazing spot, like, I've seen so many astrophotography photos from there and I was determined to get this like astrophotography or like astrophoto. Um, and so we start hiking and both of us realize that like we haven't done any research on this hike, like as we're flying by the seat of our pants and we don't really know where we're going. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in the daytime, like it's a pretty short hike. We like you probably would have totally been able to tell where you are, but at night, I mean, we were turning like every which way we kept going like up these river canyons by accident we accidentally like we stumbled upon a couple of scorpions which was like a little bit unnerving for two like like i've never been in the desert like i don't even know what's in the desert um so that was a bit sand, shocking mostly. yeah <laughs> sand and like needles i mean it's like get you. Um, but like my pacific northwest self was not prepared um but so we finally end up like making our way to this arch and I realized that I have not I've not brought a tripod which uh, is a little bit necessary for astrophotos um so luckily there was two other kids there and he happened to have a tripod which I kind of like finagled my way into getting it for like 10 minutes I think um but we like just brought a couple of beers that we had picked up in Colorado and like hung out and watched the stars by the arch and then we went back to our car and um realized we had no idea where we were going to sleep. So we ended up like <laughs> driving around Arches National Park, trying to find like a random forest road where we could go. Um, and pretty much like everything was like blocked off until finally we found this one spot um, and we just pulled in just like hoping nobody would see us and fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the National Park, which was pretty cool. Um, we like definitely got out of there pretty fast because I'm pretty sure there was a sign that said you're not supposed to be there, but yeah. you know, nobody saw. <laughs> we weren't doing any harm. Um, but yeah, so that next day we got into Moab and there was like a flash rainstorm, um, which like oh, in the desert, it was crazy because like the streets aren't really built to like absorb this at all. Um, so oh. it just ends up being this like the street is just like a full on river, which was insane to me i mean it had been just like 90 degrees out like 10 minutes ago and now suddenly it is dumping cats and dogs and i'm trying to run around this town to find a real tripod because i realized that i'm an idiot and didn't bring mine <laughs> i'm so dumb but yeah so we ended up i convinced her to drive to this salt flat which is right in moab area and it's like these insane colors um and it, it looks like it's not even real 
it has like pink and purples and blues and you fly I flew my drone up and was able to get like a couple photos of that which ended up being like an abstract painting type look which was pretty cool um oh, nice. yeah and then after that we booked it to Bryce Canyon so that was like I think in like another like four hours away um but we were just kind of like doing whatever at that point <laughs> and we ended up getting there just in time for sunset again and we were like running through the park and like trying to get this one place to get photos before it got dark um and we missed it which is fine <laughs> but we ended up like hiking the rest of the hike in the dark um just like hearing coyotes in the distance and just hoping everything was okay um but it was actually like I had never really hiked in the dark a lot before this and it, it was a really cool experience like being able to see the stars and in Utah you can see so many stars there so you was just enough to light the path for you or do you still have torches so we had like for a while you could have it but then when it started probably around like 11 p.m we definitely had to put on headlamps um okay. at that point but we were pretty close to the end of the trail so we ended up like getting back to our car around like 11 30 i think and again just going and trying to find like a random road to <laughs> sleep upon um which ended up just being like the story of our life we just slept in the most the weirdest places which well, i had I've never got a question about that actually so in the uk you get some places where you, you're not allowed to stay overnight um mm -hmm. they're, they're they're few and far between and what i've been picking up from uh people i've interviewed and, and podcasts uh, i listen to myself yeah. i'm getting the impression america doesn't really have that rule you can't just sleep in the car somewhere yeah it's not it's a lot harder to find places to sleep um and I think we thought we'd be able to find like forest roads because coming from like the Pacific Northwest, there's a lot of forest roads that you can just kind of like go up in a national parks. It's just like over. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. But in Utah, it wasn't really like that. Um, and there is like we did consider sleeping in like a Walmart parking lot, which is like weirdly enough, like yeah. actually considered like so many people do that because I guess like Walmart just doesn't really care. Uh, <laughs> but we were just kind of weirded out by it. The fact that there was so many other people that we didn't really know what they were about sleeping there as well. Um, and if you so don't we... have tinted windows, then they 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 could just come <laughs> right up and go, "Oh look, they're, they're seeking the now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh hey, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. It? Our super didn't seem like it would protect us, so <laughs> keen on that. Um, but yeah, so from. Bryce, we actually, we went um, to Zion National Park, which I had been wanting to go forever. I mean, you see photos of Zion and it just looks like the most insane place ever. Yeah. Um, and I had really wanted to do Angel's Landing because, of course, that's like one of the number one things to do there. And I'm pretty sure I'd heard somewhere that it was like the U.S. is like most terrifying hike. Um, so I was like, I had these big expectations. I was That's like, the one I'm... with the chain, isn't it? It's a real knife edge ridge climbing up, and you you yeah. hold on to the chain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're like walking on this like little narrow ridge that like drops off like a ton on the sides, um, which was it was a really cool hike. Like I really enjoyed it, but I was kind of let down. Like I thought it was going to be a lot scarier than it was. <laughs> I, think, like, I was like really hoping that it was going to be this like terrifying thing but there was like so many people there and people that don't even like normally hike were able to do it and i was just like 
fine. <laughs> um, so it was a little bit of a letdown. Um, but I did like the canyon view is insane. And Zion is a place that I would love to go back and just like try canyoneering or something like that or go down like the narrows or I believe they have like the subway that you can do and like hike through the water. Um, but it, we were just running on such a tight schedule that we could pick like one thing to do and then head out again. <laughs> it's kind of interesting with, with your with your answers when so for someone like you uh, and there's a few other people out there in the world the same but when you say I'd really like to go back there and I don't know if you're going to go f- spend the weekend photographing or if you're going to go spend the week the summiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to put them together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, to I don't know. I think like the photography to me like comes a little bit second to the adventure. Like I'd rather like go on like an insane adventure where I'm like rappelling off of something or like canyoneering through it and like getting cool shots like along the way then like go wait for sunset at like a spot like a particular spot Mm. like there's definitely times when I would like I do those photo shoots but I find it so much more fun when you're like in the midst of it like doing things that are like putting you so far out of your comfort zone and just like really expanding your perspective on things um, rather than just like kind of waiting at like the spot that's like really nice and stuff and you're going to get the like most amazing light but isn't as exciting. Yeah. Sure, that's good to know. (laughs) Adventure comes first. It comes always. No. Um, but so from Zion, we left and we went to Lake Powell. And so my friend had already done this, but so she knew like this really cool spot where you can pull up and we parked and like slept there. And then we got our paddle boards and we actually like loaded all of our camping stuff into these huge dry bags. And we almost went like pack rafting, but like on paddle boards. Um, so we like hiked ac- or we like paddleboarded across the lake to this like little like inlet spot where we set up camp um and then we just like hung out for half the day and then we got on our paddle boards again and went and paddleboarded in through into like lower antelope canyon which so it's like kind of like the back entrance to where people normally go because i think normally you have to go on like a tour like a guided tour with people to go through antelope canyon which is like all those really amazing red rock um like kind of it just looks like really cool um but this way we we're able to cut like paddleboard in and it's one of the most amazing experiences especially coming from the pacific northwest where we don't have canyons like this um so you come in and it just like these red rocks start to rise on either side of you and yeah so you're like this tiny little person in this like crazy canyon like paddleboarding through and there's really like not many other people there besides maybe some other people who are also like kayaking or paddleboarding but they're few and far between so it's really quiet and the light is like reflecting off the water hitting the canyon walls um and like glimmering around you and i felt like it was almost like a spiritual experience honestly like just being there um and so then we come to this like the very end of it and it's like all this mud and you put your paddle boards up and just hope nobody steals them or else you'd be stuck in the canyon (laughs) (laughs) and continue on this like hike through the canyon and so you're like walking through I kept getting stuck because all the mud kept like sucking me in um so that was like quite the experience but yeah you like kind of go all the way to a dead end where you hit this wall and I guess the hike just ends there because we tried as hard as we could to climb this canyon wall but it would 
it would not work. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then we ended up paddleboarding out at sunset and like coming back to our little inlet and having a fire and like drinking a couple beers and like hanging out and just like kind of talking about life. And that was probably my favorite part about the whole trip. It just was very peaceful and like something about that lake, like it's really spiritual almost. Like it just has a serenity to it that I haven't experienced in a lot of other places. Like I feel like a lot of other places are wild or they're majestic. This place was just like Lake Powell was serene. Yeah. Good work. Uh, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> um, but then so from Lake Powell, we that was like the end of our southwest portion of the trip. So we drove all the way up back to Colorado because we were going to fly out of Denver. Um, and we went to Telluride, which is like the cutest little town. Um, and we arrived probably again, late, like close to sunset. And we had wanted to get helmets or like for this climb um, that we had the next day, but everything was closed. So we ended up going without helmets, which I like kind of wish we had had. Um, but we got food in Telluride and then went up to the start of the hike and like slept in our Subaru there. Um, which my friend, she decided at this point to tell me like the scariest horror stories that she <laughs> knew, which like I did not ask for. I was like, let me stop talking. And so the entire night, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like a little bit of a wimp. Like, I kept like waking up in the middle of the night and I would like look out my window and I swear there was like, all night there was things like popping up and I did not like get a good night's sleep before that climb at all. She scared the shit out of me. Don't <laughs> mad about it. Like I was like, and I kept being like, Kendall, stop talking. And she was like, oh, but wait, did you hear about this? This happened to my mom's friend. And she would just go on and on. And I was like, la, la, la. Oh, it's not <laughs> good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I was mad. Um <laughs> So this was kind of like the whole reason we went on this trip. Like she had been determined to do Mount Sneffels. She had lived in, we actually met when I was living in Colorado, like a couple years ago. And she had been wanting to do this, like they call them 14ers. So there's like a ton of 14ers in Colorado, which are mountains that are at 14,000 feet. And so a lot of people's like whole thing is to like go climb these 14ers in Colorado and like get them all. Um, this would be my first one. And so it actually would be the highest that I've ever been because Mount Baker was 10,000 so feet. Um, but this was hitting at 14,000. For um, our European listeners, Mount Baker is 3,286 <laughs> meters and 14,000 feet translates to 4,267 meters. Just so <laughs> everyone on this side of the pond knows what's going on. <laughs> And they're all like, what is she talking about? It's, it's a lot of people lining up their feet. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. Um, but yeah, Just, so yeah, we... Carry on, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we headed out. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was going to be a lot higher. And especially coming from, like, Seattle. Like, sea, we're at sea level, right? Like, you have no, like, altitude at all unless you're actually hiking. Um, so I did not know how I was going to react, um, to the altitude because you really don't know until you get up there, which is definitely like, it changes the hiking. So when we were already starting, like we were starting at probably around 8,000 feet. So when we started hiking, like I was out of breath pretty quickly, like, and I think I'm like relatively in shape, but it was, it made it a lot harder. Um, 
but so we hiked into this place. I believe it was called like Blue Lakes. Um, and it's these like amazing twin lakes, like amongst all the peaks there. And a lot of people just do that as a day hike. But we had decided that we were, you know, super tough and we were going to do like the Southwest Ridge um, up to the summit, which looking back, like we may have been in over our heads, like <laughs> it was a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. Um, but so we like <laughs> managed to like find our way there by like asking some people like, how do you get to this ridge? Um, and I had like, of course, downloaded it on Gaia and I was like helping track us. Um, but yeah, we were definitely like kind of unprepared for what we were about to like encounter. Um, and so we ended up like heading up and it was probably around, I want to say like 1 p.m., 12. Um, and so we get on this ridge and on like online it tells you it's a scramble essentially so you're yes using like your hands and your feet and you're like climbing um but it wasn't rated as technical so you were supposed to be able to do it without um like helmets and without ropes and it was supposed to be like totally fine um my experience is either we took the wrong route which is like totally possible because i was just you know going up i was just like that's that's up i'm gonna go that way uh, or like it was like a lot harder maybe like coloradans are just like way tougher than we are i'm not sure um but so we ended up like going up and we kept i think we lost the trail honestly because there wasn't really a trail um and we were like this doesn't like seem right like we were having to like actually like climb things um and there was like a lot of exposure on one side and my friend starts getting like pretty intense altitude sickness like she was getting like really dizzy and kind of like having like this like vertigo effect um and so and she I had just gotten off of this like mountaineering class that I talked about in like the last podcast with Mount Baker and so I was kind of used to climbing um and I was like I had trusted myself a lot but she like hadn't really done anything like that before so plus like the altitude sickness like we were definitely having to kind of coach ourselves through it. Um, and at a certain point, like we almost just kind of gave up and we're like, I guess we'll backtrack, but backtracking seemed like a bad option as well. So we decided to keep going up and luckily we spotted like some people at the summit who guided us up from up there. They like told us which way to go. Cause we were just kind of like skirting our way along the side, trying to figure out like the right paths, going yeah. like back and forth. I would kind of lead her and I would go check something out And then I would come back and be like, I think this is where we should go. Um, So we were probably like kind of lost on that ridge for, I want to say like two and a half hours. Um, And it wasn't like super scary, but I think it was one of those moments where if you had like thought too much about it, like it would have, you would have kind of unraveled into like a little bit of an anxious mess because like it was starting to get darker. Like our water was running out a little bit. Um, We didn't really have like a great plan um and so like we had told people where we were but it would have been like a little bit sketchy so it was one of those moments where I really had to like breathe into it and just be like just think about what's happening like right now just like what are these next steps um so luckily we found the people at the summit who ended up like showing us which way to go down which was down like a scree field kind of like which is like a bunch of little rocks um and it was probably like a 45 degree slope and you like were supposed to just kind of like jump from rock to rock down but 
it slid every time you jumped on a rock. So I ended up, like, accidentally sliding on my butt, like, probably, like, 30 feet, I don't know how many meters down, like, ripping my leggings. Like, I was, like, not in a great mood at that point. Um, <laughs> like, I was, like, I'm, like, fine with climbing, but, like, I don't like uncontrollably, I don't think anybody does, uncontrollably falling. But, like, even no, skiing, no. I'm, like, I'm not sure I like it because you're going really fast downhill. Maybe you have some control, but not as much as like climbing. Um, but so with this, we were kind of just falling down the scree field, um, just like trying to jump from one stable rock to the next until we finally got to the bottom. Um, and at that point it was about like 6 PM and we still had like another like four mile hike out. Um, so it was one of by far one of the most exhausting days of my life besides probably the Baker climb. But it was also again, like one of the most rewarding, like, it put us through this like emotional roller coaster, I guess, um, that just like kind of comes like makes you come out of it feeling a little little bit high. Like you're like, mm, that yeah. was quite something. Like my friend, even though she had a pretty rough time, like she persevered veered through it and was able to like kind of like crush all these different goals. And she came out of it being like, that was one of my favorite days I've ever had, like ever out in the mountains. And the, I don't know, it was cool to see us both kind of, like, conquer it. And normally, she was the one who was, like, like, she's, like, a pretty go-getter like me. And so, I had never seen her, like, kind of be a little bit panicked. And so, on the way up, she was kind of panicked. And then on the way down, like, I was a little bit panicked about falling down this scree field. Um, And she helped me through that. So, I think, like, our relationship got a lot better. And we just, like, were able to help each other through this, um whole like experience and coming off of like spending like six days straight in a car together like it just really solidified like our friendship um and we ended up like getting pizza and beer at the end of it and just kind yeah. of like, passing out and being like that was wonderful and heading off to the airport and getting on a plane home and never telling my parents about what happened <laughs> i was like it went well <laughs> we yeah. just easily climbed that mountain nothing happened <laughs> So, is there anything else we need to know about the road trip you took before we get to some wrap-up questions? I don't think so. I mean, I will say, like, the Southwest is amazing. Like, it's such a cool location, and I think everybody should go. I haven't seen anywhere else in the world that looks like it. Like, I don't know, just, like, red rocks all around, like, jutting out. Like, some of them go into arches. Like, how does that even happen? I was just astounded. Um, And especially coming from somewhere like the Pacific Northwest where you just don't have that. Like it's just a totally different landscape um, with different types of people there and different types of animals. And yeah, it was, it was cool to be totally out of my element. Perfect. So I, um, I'm, I'm wondering what your answer will be on this one, but if you could redo that trip again, Mm -hmm. what's one thing that you would do differently? Let's see. One, I would probably research that ridge a little bit more. So I know what I'm getting myself into, and I would wear a helmet. Um, yeah, pro tip, wear helmets. Um, I would also probably not have done Angel's Landing. Like, I think I would have done a different hike in Zion. Um, Interesting. As, yeah, as iconic as that is, I think I would have had a lot more fun if we had done something that was a little bit less trafficked. Um and I did feel like going in, like, I'd never been to Zion, so I need to see, like, the most popular place that everybody talks about. But I think that location is 
insane. And I know that there's probably a lot of places that are way less populated and um, written about that I think I would have enjoyed being a part of. Um, and I would have done a longer time. So we weren't bouncing from one place to the next. Because yeah. having like a day in each spot just doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I did 3,000 miles in 10 days once. Oh and, my God. Um, yeah but <laughs> it was to get to somewhere though so it was a okay. bit different but yeah. but we are passing through so many beautiful places and, and yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah that was funny though <laughs> what was one thing that surprised you the most of the whole trip i think like how close me and my friend got like i we were close before but I think, like, as cool as all the landscape and adventure stuff was, it made us so much closer. And it just, like, got us to talk about things that I don't think either of us had talked about with people in a really long time. Because, you know, you're just, like, on a normal day-to-day life, you're not, like, as vulnerable. You don't have that time to delve as deep. Um, and we were able to just, like, cover so many topics and learn so much about each other and so much about our dynamic together um, that... It just, like, I will say, like, she just moved to Florida, and, like, we had only been able to hang out for, like, probably a year or so, but I will say she'll be probably one of my best friends, like, for my whole life, because I think, like, we've made that connection so strong, and we both know that we're, like, we can push each other through these things, and we both love, like, adventures like that, and we'll be able to meet up around the world and do stuff like that together, but I don't think, like, going into it, I was really looking at that portion of it. You know, I was looking at, oh, we're gonna go to all these cool places, I'm gonna get so many cool pictures, like, oh, I'm so excited, I've been wanting to go here forever, it's, like, been on my Pinterest boards for, like, (laughs) two years, Um, but, like, what really I got out of that was, like, that friendship and that, like, deeper kind of connection that happens when you're able to just like dive really deep with somebody especially when you don't have cell service or you're like on a mountain kind of freaking out (laughs) um actually that's something worth mentioning Uh, again it's uh, an answer i didn't think you were gonna say but that social interaction element that just goes a bit unnoticed i think yeah i i just climbed ben nevis which is the tallest mountain in the uk at the start of the storm in February uh, with my friends and I've been friends with them since we were two years old and best friends since 11 and um and and we both went up knowing we're gonna have a good time but we, we yeah. both wanted we want to conquer the mountain yeah. and we went away from it just thinking that was epic and and I spoke to them the other day and um, especially in at a time of recording we're in quarantine and lockdown from from coronavirus and yeah. um and we, we were talking, we were reminiscing and we were like, God, like, I, I want to go back there and do, do that again. And it's just that next step to becoming telepathic with your best friend. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Even almost, like you came out of it just like almost being able to like expect what they're going to say next. Like, which is like yeah. so fun or finish each other's sentences. Yeah. Like when Kendall and I talk, we're just able to like, we just go back to like the funniest moments. Like it's not really even like, oh, remember when we were standing on the summit? It's like. No, remember when we were, like, in Trader Joe's and this, like, really funny thing happened? Or, like, remember when we were, like, panicking and, like, had to, yeah. like, breathe together? Like, literally be like, we're going to take five deep breaths right now. Like, those <laughs> are the moments that, like, really, like, I think we'll look back on and we'll just be able to, like, always come together. And even if we're, like, with other people, I'm sure they probably feel left out because of it sometimes. But we're just, like, going from it. Like, it's 
even now, like, I mean, it's been about five months, six months. It was like, we still like reminisce on it all the time. For sure. Um, have you heard of the phrase type one and type two fun? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's type two fun. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I was Googling that and I think there's even like a type three fun where it's like, it's really not fun at all. But then you're like, why do I keep wanting to do it? <laughs> it's like, the, and you keep going back and like, yeah, I think like a lot of my fun is type two fun. Like in the moment, you're not sure you're having fun. But then afterwards, you're like, I really wish I could like go do that again. But then when you're having type one fun at the pub with your friends, that's the, you're talking about the type two fun that you've done. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It, it perfectly synergizes. Totally. <laughs> they complement one another. <laughs> Drinking and adventures. <laughs> That's your interior design coming out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so last question, just to finish up, really, uh, is, uh, you know, I've asked you this before. I asked this, of, asked this of everyone, really. But what's one moment that you would relive on that trip? probably the summit I mean like I think that's like so that one's probably expected but like after going through that whole like experience of like not thinking we were going to be able to make it up and like not thinking that it would work out like getting to the top of that mountain like with like my best friend in tow and just being like so excited that was like one of the best moments um and then, like, I think another one that just popped into my mind was on the way up, a little, like, ladybug landed on me for, like, and it stayed on me for, like, 10 minutes. And oh, that's it? Yeah, it was, like, it was so cute. And I'm, like, a very, like, I believe in synchronicities and little signs. And, like, having a ladybug land on you is supposed to be good luck. And for me, like, this adventure was pushing me into, like, a a time of my life that I had no idea what to expect. Like, I had just jumped from the total unknown of, like, having, like, total known of having this job, like, thinking I was going to, like, grow up and be, like, this interior designer at this huge architecture firm, and then realizing that wasn't for me. And, I mean, it was really scary. Like, my whole identity was and still kind of is unraveling. Um, and I was trying, I was, like, trying to figure out what's next. Like, who am I going to be? Like, is this the right move? Um, and, like, having, like, a little ladybug land on you when you're at the same mountain that your mom was when she was my age and the exact same thing like it was just really cool like it was like a sign to me at least like it's gonna be okay like you made the right decision like everything's gonna work out you're on the right track and yeah uh, for sure side of that or maybe it was tired and wanted to get to the summit and it was using you as a lift (laughs) (laughs) help me liana i'm tired yeah, she seems nice. <laughs> she probably won't kill me. She'll think it's like a sign from God. <laughs> Actually just using her as a bus. <laughs> well, listen, Liana, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure yet again. So thank you. thank you. Anytime. And if we want to, just quickly as well, let, let's... Uh, yeah let's plug stuff uh, if i want to yeah. see see these photos and, and you speak about your photography a lot and and honestly if you're listening you really need to check out seeking the now if you haven't already but in your own words liana where can we go to see more of your work 
Definitely. So I'm on Instagram at Seeking the Now, and then I have a website where you can check out my portfolio work um, and actually some of my design work as well, which is SeekingTheNow.com. And I'm hoping to start a YouTube, so we will be seeing if that gets out soon, and it'll be Seeking the Now on YouTube. Perfect. So actually, as it might be worthwhile checking out because this is going to come out a few weeks away from recording. Uh, so, yeah. um, so it's worth putting that putting that in the search bar. But um, but no, Liana, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Of course. Really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. It's always fantastic to hear about people's stories, and I've got a fond place in my heart for road trips. So good to hear this one. If you enjoyed it, like I say, please consider hitting the subscribe or follow button and telling a friend too. Uh, if you want to come on the show, email me on btmtravelpod at gmail.com or if you know someone who's got a great story to tell, by all means, get them in touch. And if you want to follow and join in with the community on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, it's at btmtravelpod. But otherwise, have a fantastic day and I'll see you in the next one.